0: I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to The Bear of Texas Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of The Bear of Texas Podcast. As usual, I am the host, Alex Alkazaz, aka The Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, it seems that I am in for a Thanksgiving that's really going to have me nervous. Now, I've tried to calm down ever since the frustration that's been going on. That also involves our loss of the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'll admit, in the recap, maybe I went too far. As far as over of as far as overreactions go, maybe I did go too far when it comes to to me overreacting. Okay. The, f- the The losses are frustrating. Okay, you can't deny that. I mean, y'all know me very well. That when the Cowboys lose in such a frustrating way. I will come on my show, and I will tear the team apart. There's one thing I want to make clear. The criticism I had from last time, okay, was the right amount. I didn't fully blame Dak Prescott, okay? I did place some of the blame on him, as I did the offensive line, the running game, the wide receivers that that were supposed to do their jobs as well, that couldn't do their jobs, to Mike McCarthy, to the entire team, okay? Now, the defense did a hell of a job. The defense did a hell of a job, but it's a, it's, a, it's a team effort. Ladies and gentlemen, there's something I really need to get off my chest because this is based on an incident on a very, very hateful comment I got for some, from, from, from somebody that apparently did not listen to everything I had to say. Now, I want to make something very, very clear. This is, no, this is no way to attack any of you or to target any of you because I know that a lot of you loyal listeners out there, you're the reason why this show is a success. This is apparently from somebody that's actually never listened to my show before. There's a couple of things I I pointed out as far as problems go with the Dallas Cowboys. I mentioned that the fact that we have no offensive line, the running game is poor, the passing game is inconsistent, there's a major problem with penalties as the Cowboys are in fact the most penalized team in the freaking league, okay, a lot of questionable uh, uh, coaching decisions as far as uh, time clock management, timeouts, whatever, okay, a lot of things went wrong. Now somebody, I'm not, and I'm not gonna disclose his name, even though he went up to deleted his comment. Okay, of course, of course he did. You know, rather than uh, really elaborate why he had to say what he said, why he had to say what he said. But here's the deal. I respect you. I respect everybody's opinions. If you don't agree with me, it does not bother me one bit, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't bother me one bit. You are entitled. to to your opinions, and to your thoughts, okay? I just strongly urge you to let me finish making my points before giving your thoughts. Believe me, anytime anybody's on the show, even if we have disagreements, it is the most professional thing to at least l- let somebody finish and then make your point, okay? You might not still agree at the end, but at least you made a point clear. Because apparently, as I pointed out, the facts that there's a lot of things going on with the Cowboys that are not good with the injuries, the offensive line, the running game, a fan decides uh, well, I don't know if I should say a fan. Obviously, a Cowboys fan that apparently. A Cowboys fan, you know, which I'm very critical of. I'm sure, I would imagine, based on the dude's atti- attitude and lack of knowledge, he's a fan that says the same shit every year. This is going to be our year. When I point out some facts about a lot of things that are going on with the team, and somebody decides to post a hateful comment on my YouTube channel, calling me ignorant, and then spewing several racial slurs about me and my family first of all leave my parents out of it i don't know who this person is but this person apparently felt the need to make insults on my parents i didn't i didn't mention all of it on my other show our rivals but now i'm going to be very clear before we get to the preview and i'm sorry i need to get this message out okay and to all you, lo- you lo- lo- loyal listeners out there y'all have had my back before so I trust you people that you guys need to know when something happens to me that I'm, I'm fortunate enough to share it with you because all the, all of you loyal listeners that have reached out to me, I love you all very much and I have so much respect for you. You guys are the reason why this show is going on, okay? And I I mean that from the heart. So what I'm trying to say is apparently some of the so, – so, something that I point out that a lot of things are wrong with the Cowboys, apparently it pissed off a fan so much that he decided to call me ignorant – And then go on a spew of hatred and racism towards me and my family. Ladies and gentlemen, okay? I mean, if this person happens to be listening, you know what, dude? You have a lot of guts because, you know, you're going to say that by hiding behind a screen, but you won't even say that to my face, okay? And with all due respect, anything I say about the Cowboys, leave my parents out of it. If it pisses you off, I could care less, okay? It's my opinion, okay? And I'm entitled to it. And at at the same time, I have the facts to back up my claims, all right? If you don't like what I say, that is fine. Okay, you could stop listening to my show. I could care less. You can move on with your life. I'll move on with mine. But if you want to post hateful comments on my on my uh, channel and make racial slurs towards me and my family, that does not sit well by me. And at the end of the day, I can be angry all I want. But the truth is, I live with the fact is you have to say things like that by hiding behind a computer screen. You would never even say it to my face. So now we know who the real coward is. Okay. So let me make something very very clear. If you don't agree with me and you want to comment on it, you are more than welcome to as long as you are professional. Okay? I respect your opinion. Everybody's entitled to this. If you disagree with me and, you, and you're cool about it, you know what? You have my respect. I just want to get that very, very clear, ladies and gentlemen. Because apparently, you know, when, it, when, when at, at the end of the day, you know, I'm a journalist. I accept the criticism. But when, it's come, when, when this criticism on me and when i could i could easily tell when people did not listen to what i said at least not all the episode and did not actually read the full entire article i know when that happens and apparently that hateful comment was in that situation i'm sorry to have to start off this episode with such negativity but i wanted to get this off my chest that is just unacceptable all right so for, uh, and all the loyal listeners out there that i mean some of it i mean some people who commented actually with some of the loyal listeners you know I'm sorry that this got deleted before you know. The, I mean, well, I'm kind of glad it got deleted before it went, spiraled out of control. But I just want to thank everybody who had my back. Thank y'all very, very much for the bottom of my heart. And again, you guys are the reason why this show is happening. Thank you. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the pre- uh, let's get to the preview of Thanksgiving. Well, as I mentioned, really, I am pretty freaking nervous because you'll know, again. Let me point out. A lot of the issues that we, that the Cowboys, are facing, and, and and this is what got me such a hateful, disrespectful comment. That's with you know, once again, you know, me, me, me being called ignorant, and you know, the and, and the spew it, the, the spew and the hatred uh, against my family. Well, the Cowboys, the offensive line is banged up. I mean, Tyron Smith has, has practice and he's very likely to play, so hopefully that works out. But over, overall, the offensive line has been horrible. We have no running game. The passing game is inconsistent because, as we saw against the Chiefs, there's been many drops. Cedric Wilson, Michael Gallup—you know, everybody—it's been that. That's the inconsistency. And also, I even point out, you know, it's—it was not all on Dak, but Dak, was, Dak Prescott did, in fact, have mistakes of his own. He overthrew a few times, you know. But like I said, it was not all on him. But part of it goes on him. Like I said, it's a team effort. And I have no doubt that Dak Prescott's been practicing practicing very hard this week to prepare for the Thanksgiving showdown. And another thing is the penalties, okay? that That's something we really cannot deny. The penalties is a major issue. Now, the defense, we're still missing Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, Neville Gallimore, and God knows how many other players. And as far as I know, Demarcus Lawrence is apparently drawing closer and closer and closer, and hopefully we can have him for December for the toughest stretch of the season. You know, and you know, I, I, I really am... I'll admit, you know, even some of my loyal listeners had, you know told me, Alex, you're overreacting big time, brother. And, you know, this is why I praise to everybody that was actually very professional saying that. You know, yeah. See, you know, see that's the example I'm talking about. I overreacted big time by even suggesting that the season could be over. And I said could be. I didn't say it was. I mean, obviously I was frustrated. So, you know, when you're frustrated, you don't think straight. You know, that happens, okay? And I'll admit, maybe I overreacted. And some of the loyal listeners, you know, even said I did. But you know what? The fact that everybody was, everybody else was so professional about it, I, I, I thank everybody. I thank y'all very, very much again from the bottom of my heart. But the bottom line is, the Cowboys' offense has a lot of shit going down. But you know, as should mention CeeDee Lamb's also out. You know, Amari Cooper has to miss this game because you know, last week, and you know, and actually, and I actually read that he actually did not test positive, didn't have any, or didn't have any of the symptoms of this virus, but apparently he's, you know, I mean, I'm not going to go too far. I mean, I'm sure everybody is, but, you know, I'm going to pull it out right now. You know, I actually, uh, screenshot this thing because, you know, I found that so, I found that very interesting. That Cowboys owner, Jared Jones, told 105 through the fan that, Amari Cooper didn't actually have any of the symptoms of, uh, of COVID-19. And that, yeah, I mean, that's all I'm going to say. So, so apparently, you know, this drama really takes up to the whole entire level. so, Anyway, but, you know, we're now with, we're without Amari Cooper, and CeeDee Lamb hasn't practiced on Monday, or, or today, or today's Tuesday, I mean, I know by this time it'll be published, this'll be Wednesday, but he, they said that Wednesday, tomorrow, or today, I guess I should say, because this'll be published, but you guys get the point, on Wednesday, CeeDee Lamb is supposed to practice, and then he probably, I would guess he's gonna undergo the, the testing, so he can clear the protocol, so he can be cleared to play, and from what I'm told, Dak Prescott says that CeeDee was okay, that Mike McCarthy even insisted he was okay. Even Mike McCarthy even mentioned that CeeDee Lamb was at the meetings and everything and looked looked to be doing okay. Although I am concerned because I feel like even if he does pass the protocols, that maybe this could you know affect him a bit. Because, you know, I've never had—I mean, I've, I've had a mild concussion— but, you know, I'm not sure, exactly. I think he was uh, diagnosed with a grade 3 con- concussion, but I'm not sure exactly how bad it is. In my case, folks, whether it's grade three, one, two, or I mean, h- however they really categorize the level of, of severity of concussions. In my honest opinion, folks, and I'm no medical expert, and, you know, if anybody uh, here, uh, you, know, ha- ha- you know, is familiar with everything, you know, if you've had a concussion yourself or... You've been you've been through it all. You know, I mean, remember, I had a mild one. Feel free to say in the comments exactly like you know, how things work. Like educate me. Remember, you know, your opinions is welcome as long as, as you're professional. But anyway, in my case, I always feel like a concussion is a concussion. They're all dangerous and they should all be taken very seriously as far as treatment goes. So, so I guess what I'm trying to say is, even if CeeDee Lamb is cleared to play. If the Cowboys feel safer that he does not play Thanksgiving, as difficult as it is, I think that that would be ideal because we're going to need him for the stretch of December. we got the New Orleans Saints next on the road. And then we really start the NFC East games. I mean, the Cowboys need to salvage the season n- next month. I mean, I forget next month we have the freaking Cardinals at home. And God knows what happened to us last year when we played the freaking Cardinals at home. But, so as far as I'm concerned, as far as I know, CeeDee Lamb, the Cowboys are, quote, optimistic. But in my case, I can't go with optimism because, you know, I want everything to be, I I don't know, is he going to play or not? Like, I don't, I don't want to play any games. I don't want to go through the drama, you know. I don't want to get the hopes up for no reason, so. Anyway. Uh, As far as the Raiders go, well, it's going to be difficult dealing with Mr. Derek Carr because, well, let's not forget... That Derek Carr is actually one of the is one of the leaders as far as passing goes, and I'm gonna be pretty specific about that. Anyway, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna apologize to everybody for for the rants I kind of went on earlier today, uh, earlier in this episode. Uh, you, you know, it's not really in me to let the emotions get the best of me, but you know, from all the from all the horrible comments from from, from that person, and you know, and, and for everybody that that did comment that had my back. I'm guessing that YouTube must have seen it, and I guess they deleted it, because, you know, YouTube's been a bit more serious when it comes to these kinds of comments, I think. I'm not sure, but anyway. But again, if, for those of you who have my back, God bless y'all. All right. So Derek Carr is actually third in the league in passing yards total with 3,041. All right, so, you know, not surprising. Patrick Mahomes is number one, followed by Tom Brady, the GOAT himself. Matthew Stafford is at number four, and Mr. Justin Herbert's at number five. That being said, I won't look where Mr. Dak Prescott is. Dak Prescott is eleventh, so I mean, Dak Prescott didn't have a good game last week, and you know, got me think of it. You know, not very much four hundred yard passing days, but you know what, Dak Prescott's you know, respectable perfor- performances is all that matters. So, okay, Zeke Elliott, you know, the running game for the Cowboys just has been horrible the last four weeks since the. I think it was the game against New England, but Ezekiel it's still sixth in the league with 695 uh, yards. Although, which which is interesting, you know, he still averages 4.6 yards uh, per carry. So He's only got six seven rushing touchdowns this season. So, anyway, now, Trayvon Diggs still leads the league. It still leads the league in, in intercepted passes. So, yeah. So now we'll look at total yards. And we'll compare both Dallas and Las Vegas. So Dallas is still surprisingly number two in the league in total passing total. 4,181 yards of total offense. And Las Vegas is, you know, pretty way down. Las Vegas is at 3,733. Well, that's total yards this season. Now let's look at total yards per game. The Cowboys are actually still number one in total yards per game. An average of 418.1. Las Vegas is at 373.3. Now you thought that, that that's interesting. Now look. Now we look at the passing game. Now this is where Las Vegas really has the advantage. Las Vegas' passing offense is third in the league, an average of 290, 290 yards per game, while Dallas is two point is, is two spots down with 284.3 yards. And now we take a look at rushing. Now this is where Dallas has the advantage, even though the rushing game has been horrible the last four games or so. Dallas is actually number 5 in in rushing yards per... Uh, uh, average of rushing yards per game. 134. And Las Vegas... is actually one of the worst in the league. L- Las Vegas is actually 5th worst in the league, averaging 84 yards per game. So the Cowboys rushing defense better get it together in this one. <clears throat> so now we move on to... total defense... All right. Well, total defense of Las Vegas, actually, just a little bit better. I mean, both teams, you know, have their struggles on defense. know, this is total yards per game. You know, Dallas' defense allows 356 uh, yards, total yards per game on average, and Las Vegas is at 353. Now, let's look at total yards for the season. Yeah, Dallas. You know, Las Vegas so about worse. You know, both of them at three over three thousand five hundred yards of total offense allowed. Now looking at the secondary. Well, Las Vegas' secondary is respectable. They allow an average of two hundred twenty one yards uh, per game, and Dallas, on the other hand, is two hundred fifty two yards per game. Now look at that rushing. I mean, the Dallas rushing defense really has regressed. Was in the top five, you know, averaging about eighty, and now you know Dallas allows a, an average of one hundred forty rushing yards per game, while Las Vegas is the fourth, has the fourth worst, fourth worst uh, rushing defense in the league, allowing an average of one hundred thirty-two point one. So, well, wow. well, well, well. So here we go. Yeah. Now we got to get to the keys to the victory for the Dallas Cowboys. Well. God willing, Tyron Smith plays. Hopefully, that's really going to bring back the running game. If I remember correct, I think it was was it against the Patriots that Tyron Smith got hurt, or it might have been against the Vikings. I'm not sure. But he's missed, you know, a crucial amount of time. and it, It's it's really difficult for Tyron Smith because, you know, he's, he has just struggled to stay healthy for, several, for so many years. And, and last season, I said if Tyron Smith were to announce his retirement, I'd have no problem with it because you know the, the dude struggles to stay healthy and and you know it, it, it's tough you know and, and Tyron Smith has been a player that I've respected ever since he arrived ten years ago you know the uh, young tackle out of the University of Southern California but God willing Tyron Smith you know has a great game you Well, know, first of all he, he's he they said that he's likely to play that the optimism optimism is higher I'm actually. Uh, I'm actually gonna pull. Out, I actually, retweeted the practice report. I'm gonna pull it off right. Pull it up right now. And I could have sworn I saw that Tyron Smith was a. Uh, okay, here we go. We have got the practice report for Tuesday, November twenty third. Well, for Tuesday's, Zeke Elliott uh, fully was a full participant. Yeah, C.D. Lamb did not participate. Neither did he. he didn't do it on Monday, but he's he could participate tomorrow. Look okay, at Tyron Smith. Well, Tyron Smith was limited on Monday, but he was he was a full participant today on Tuesday. Well, that's good news. That is very very good news. So. So hopefully with Tyron, because we're we're gonna need Tyron Smith back for this game for sure. You know, this this is a game where the Cowboys' running game is really gonna have to snap out of it, get out of this damn jam. We're gonna need at least hundred yards from Ezekiel Elliott. You know, we're gonna need the best out of Z- Ezekiel Elliott and the best out of Tony Pollard. So that's that's key to victory number one for the Dallas Cowboys: run the ball super effectively. Run the ball, run the freaking ball super effectively. That means, like I said, Ezekiel Elliott needs to have hundred receiving—excuse uh, me, hundred yards on the on the ground. Hopefully, the same thing with Tony Pollard. But the bottom line is, the running game needs to be effective. And it needs to be well balanced, okay? That's key, that's key. Victory number one. Key to victory number two. Offensive line must protect Dak Prescott at all times, because let's be let's be honest. The Cowboys can't run the ball every play. Dak Prescott's going to have to make some passes. Now, if the running game is so successful that Dak doesn't have to throw as much, fine. But believe me, there will be times where Dak Prescott's going to have to pass the ball. So that's key to number two. Protect Dak Prescott at all times. Number three. Consistency on the passing game. Now, again, one more time. The inconsistency is on Dak and the receivers. In Dak's case, if he overthrows or underthrows, that's on him. If the wide receiver drops the ball, that's not on Dak. Okay? So that's where we need the consistency. So when we need the consistency is... We need Dak Prescott to throw the ball well. And we need the receivers to catch the ball. Okay? Look, I'm sorry to say, but if CeeDee Lamb is also out and Michael Gallup is listed as the number one receiver, Michael Gallup, you know, all due respect, the the dude has a problem catching the ball. He has notoriety for dropping passes. It hurts me to say, but unfortunately, the truth hurts. I mean, I already do believe that this is the last time. I mean, this is the last season we're going to see Gallup in a Cowboys uniform. But in Gallup's case, if he is listed as a number one receiver, he needs to take advantage of this golden opportunity, okay? He's going to have to make the catches, okay? And light up the opposing defenses like a freaking Christmas tree. But that's the same. It's not just for Michael Gallup. That goes for Cedric Wilson. That goes for Noah Brown. That goes for Dalton Schultz. That goes for the rookie, Simi Fuhoko. That goes for everybody. Okay? So that's a victim number three. Consistency on the passing game. You know, and going back to the offensive line, you know, protecting Dak Prescott at all costs. Las Vegas, you know, Nassib, name a few, and then a couple of the guys. I mean, these guys will, it's going to be difficult for the Cowboys to Offensive line to uh, keep those guys away. So the offensive line is going to have to be a f- on top of it. So go back. I'm going to make something like protect that Prescott at all costs. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, number one, run the ball effectively. Number two, offensive line must protect that Prescott at all costs. Number three, consistency on the passing game. Number four, defense needs to sack and force turnovers. Sack Derek Carr, forced turnovers. I mean, last week the Cowboys defense forced two turnovers on Patrick Mahomes, an interception and a strip sack. And the cow and the Cowboys defense were, re- were able to recover the fumble. Unfortunately, we could not take advantage of it. But this time, if if the Cowboys can you know get a strip sack fumble on Derek Carr, we have to score off of it. If Cowboys, you know, intercept him. If Trayvon Diggs. We're gonna have a game where he intercepts a, a pass or two, or several of the play, players going intercept the passes. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what we need. So number, so number, that's number four. Sack the quarterback, force turnovers. Number five, avoid penalties at all costs. I'm talking about the holding penalties on offense, defensive holding, illegal contact, pass interference. It doesn't matter what it is. No fucking penalties. Penalties are momentum killers, ladies and gentlemen. Momentum killers. And when the Cowboys build momentum and when a penalty has to take it all away, that is going to kill the damn Cowboys. That's going to kill the momentum. That's going to kill the drive. So imagine that. Driving down the field, all of a sudden we have a holding penalty. We're pushed back. And then after that, we don't send, you know, we, 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 there's so much promise for six points, the, we're forced to settle for three points. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what I'm talking about. Avoid penalties at all costs. Okay, those are my main five ones. Okay, if the Cowboys can do everything correctly, the Cowboys can win this game effectively. Now, I did say on my last show that I don't even know how the hell the Cowboys can beat the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, keep in mind, after the Cowboys lost to the Broncos, I said to myself, I don't even know how the hell the Cowboys can beat the Falcons. So maybe I'm going through that phase again, because obviously, if it, when the Cowboys lose, even though I've said it many times, I'm a journalist, I can take it. Sometimes it doesn't bother me, but sometimes when the Cowboys have all that talent, a loaded team, and they, they can't win, and they play sloppy and poorly well that's gonna bother me big time okay and that's where you know that's where I go I really unleash that tirade of criticism but keep in mind I give credit where credit's due but if there's if there's criticism to be put I do it that's just how it is it's just that simple and if the Cowboys you know make stupid mistakes I'm gonna point it out That that's, that's my job folks okay and like I said, you don't have to agree with me, but you know, just be professional about it. So, anyway, you know, I was on our travels, and, and I actually I actually did regret I I actually did say that I, re- I would regretfully pick my Cowboys because despite everything that's going on, I'm trying to have as much faith as I can because you know everybody says, "Bear man, you got to have more faith in your Cowboys." It's really hard to have faith in them, you know. Because you know, for the last 25 years, they've they've just been disappointing me. You know, you know all the miscues. You know the injury bug. You know not going away. You know the the, the momentum. You know no mant- no no winning culture and everything like that. Everything's a lot of things have been going wrong since our last Super Bowl win, and that was in 1995. So it's it's tough being a Cowboys fan. It's very tough and it's very frustrating. So I just only hope that the Cowboys can prove me wrong and win the Super Bowl. But you know. I'll be honest, when the Cowboys won the Super Bowl, well, I'll take responsibility for all the doubts. I mean, you can count on that, but anyway. But right now, the Cowboys last week had their chance to prove that they were legit, and they proved that they are not legit. Okay? And of course, my friend decides to show me the video of Stephen A. Smith laughing his ass off, and I simply tell him, I don't give a fuck what Stephen A. Smith has to say. You know, for a guy, yeah, I get it, he hates the Cowboys, but you know what? I don't give a shit. Okay. I don't give a shit. Stephen A. Smith just wants to get in my head. Well guess what? I'm not gonna let him do that. Alright? So I was I will say I will just say basically say screw Stephen A. Smith. I don't need his I don't I don't need his opinion anyway. So anyway. But the Cowboys had their chance last last week against the Chiefs to, to, to prove that they were legit and they they still could have won even if CeeDee Lamb and Marty Cooper weren't there. They still could have. But the problem is the offensive line. Not protecting Dak Prescott was a major issue, but at the same time, Dak Prescott has had mistakes of his own. So that's why I say both sides get a fair share of criticism. But it's not—it's—it's it's not right to just point point it point it at one one side because, like I said, this is a team effort. Everybody must do the job. You win as a team. You lose as a team. That's that's teamwork. That's how titles—you know—titles are won. It's teamwork. You work and live as a team. A strong brotherhood, a camaraderie. Got to trust your teammates, but like the, bottom, the the point is, when a quarterback does not have an offensive line to protect him, that quarterback has to run for his life, and with all that pressure, sometimes you know he has to throw the ball away, and there's there's and there's no play, he, he's forced to throw the ball well, just like that. It gets intercepted, or maybe he he gets sacked, he's fumbled. I mean, the bottom line is, if a quarterback has no protection. Chaos and destruction and mayhem will follow suit on the on the quarterback. It's not gonna be good. So, like I said, you know, one of the biggest things that's why one of the biggest keys to victory was Cowboys must the offensive line has to protect Dak Prescott at all costs, and I stick with that. So last thing I'm gonna say is, so who do I have winning? Well, I'll still go with the Cowboys, but I'm not gonna count out the Raiders. The Raiders have a lot of problems of their own. But the Cowboys have big, probably probably the one with the bigger problems, because one more time, no, the offensive line's been terrible, the running game's been terrible, It inconsistency on you know, passing, the injuries, the penalties, you know, Mike McCarthy, uh, you know, mismanaging the clock, the, the, and some sometimes questionable play calling on the offense. There's there's a lot of things that's very worrisome. So you know, and that has me concerned. So and basically everything I just said. I mean, I I. Apparently, from 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 that comment I got, I mean, that's what prompted that person to really label me as ignorant. So, like, it's not ignorance. I'm just saying, you know, I'm trying to be as positive as I can. But these things that I that I mention, we can't ignore them. I mean, they're out there. We can't stop thinking about it, and that worries us because these are big problems. But I'm still gonna pick the Cowboys. Hope, and you know, if if they can win, if they actually do better than I than I say, then my Thanksgiving will be super great. And you know, and I should mention, the last ten years the Cowboys don't have a good track record on Thanksgiving because, if I'm correct, the Dallas Cowboys have only won four times in the last ten years. They won on Thanksgiving in 2011, 2013, 2016, and 2018. Yeah, that's four years. That's four times in the last ten in the last ten years. We lost in 2012, lost in 2014, 2015, 17, 19, and 20. Okay. We were embarrassed last year by the Washington football team on Thanksgiving. We didn't have Dak Prescott. We had no offensive line. So really, you know, when, when my friend, uh, which I'm not going to say his name, but he has one of the greatest podcasts in the world, he decided to actually kind of poke fun at me. And I said, congratulations, you beat a team with no offensive line. You beat a team with no, without a quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> take <laughs> go ahead and enjoy it. You, you beat a team with nothing, so that's nothing to be proud of. And it's not like Washington went on to win the Super Bowl anyway, so it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. So anyway... Ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is available to you on all streaming platforms including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. One more time, I apologize for going on that rant earlier, but you know, like I said, you know, when somebody decides to spew, you know, hateful stuff on my on my channel and decides to get my saying horrible things about my family, well, at the end of the day, I simply see it as I was defending the honor of my family because I, I take care, good care of my family. And obviously, at the same time, you know, of course, my old friend Wiley, a.k.a. The Van Mister, would remind me, Barion, if you piss somebody off, that means you're doing your job. I'm like, that's that, but at the same time, you know, that guy made it personal. So anyway, but for everybody who had my back, thank y'all very much. God bless you, and I wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see y'all next time.